0: In a global industry where anything can happen where mistakes cost much more than dollars we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day the internationally acclaimed oil and gas HSE podcast starts now with your host russell stewart
1: thanks for tuning in to another episode of this the oggn HSE podcast Sponsored by Endres and Hauser. Endres and Hauser is a global leader in measurement instrumentation, services, and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level, pressure, temperature, analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas. Anderson and Hauser, the people for process automation. Before we get into the show today, I want to do a little shameless advertising for OGGN. For those of you in the Houston area, OGGN is going to be starting our happy hours again. And the next one will be June 24th at the Canon. And we're still finalizing some of those details, but you can be watching on LinkedIn or you can be watching on our website for more information about that, but mark your calendar for June the 24th. And then just last week, two new OGGN podcasts were launched. One is called Journey to the Energy C-Suite, and the other one is called Energy Scale-Ups. And to find out more about the specifics of these two new podcasts and the rest of our family of oil and gas podcasts, go to OGGN.com, click on the find your podcast link and then also for these two new podcast journey to the energy c-suite and energy scale ups we'll actually post links directly to those in the show notes on this particular show all right let's get to it i want to introduce brad reaser you know i'm such a bad podcast host brad do you pronounce your name reaser It looks like Reeser, but it's pronounced Riser. Pronounced Riser. See, you know, the E is silent. I should have known that. I should have asked that question before we got on the show. I'm such a bad host. I apologize for that. But Brad, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, my pleasure. It's good to be here. Now, Brad, you're the CEO of Endeavor Industries. Is that right? Yes, founder, CEO of
2: Endeavor Technology.
1: Endeavor Technology. Well, actually I finally asked a question I knew the answer to there, so 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 I knew that. Well, Brad, tell us about yourself first.
2: Yeah, I'm born and raised Canadian. Just turned forty this year. So but yeah, really for me, I was born and raised in central Alberta, a small village of sixty people. And oh wow. It was oil and gas country through and through chasing my, my dad around the pipelines. You know, for my whole life, I started working on the pipelines with them when I was 14 years old. And yeah, the past 26 years, I've, I've been in this wonderful industry.
1: So, you know, a little bit about this industry. Well, that's great. Now, what's the name of this village you were from? It's a little village called Bluffton, Alberta. Bluffton. Now, where is that in relationship to Edmonton? It would be
2: about an hour and, and a half southwest of Edmonton. And the claim to fame is it's home of a rock, which sat on my grandfather's property. (laughs) It's home of what? A rock. So it's a a six-foot rock sitting on my grandfather's property.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, that's some kind of geological phenomenon. Does it have anything to do with oil and gas? Uh, It has nothing to do with oil and gas. (laughs) But that puts you closer to the United States border, right?
2: Yeah, a little bit. It's still about five hours away from, from Montana. but. Yeah, part of, of oil and gas in Central Alberta.
1: There you go. Actually, I lived in Lloydminster for three years. Huh, excellent. Have you guys gotten rid This is For those, you never know when people are listening to these podcasts, and of course, we record them usually a few weeks before they're actually produced live, but this is actually about the last week in May. Have you guys gotten rid of all the snow there?
2: I live in Calgary, Alberta right now, so we're about an hour away from the Rocky Mountains. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gorgeous.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: So last week it was, I guess, mid-80s degrees Fahrenheit, and then the next day it was snowing. So it's such life being this close to the Rocky Mountains. It's beautiful, but we can't predict on the weather here.
1: Well, when you're down in Houston along the Gulf Coast, you can't predict the weather around here either. The first winter that I was in, Lloydminster, was something like the worst winter they had had in 50 years. One week one week the high for the week was twenty five below. Yeah. So and then ironically, when I left, I think it was either the next winter or the winter after that, they didn't even have snow until almost December.
2: Yeah, it's really it's flip a coin here. It it can be really cool. You know, this year, you know, it was a different winter, obviously, with us dealing with COVID and everything, but it was relatively mild. We couldn't complain.
1: Well, that's great. Well, obviously all this is attributed to climate change, but let's talk about Endeavor Technologies and I apologize for calling it Endeavor Industries. I, I knew better.
2: Uh, no worries there. Yeah, a lot, lot of blood, sweat and tears the past decade, but yeah, we're we're definitely hitting our stride now. You know, I just just saw a stat the other day that 90% of startups fail with, within the first decade. Out of that 10% that that kind of make it past the 5 to 10 year mark only 40% actually generate profit. So, you know, it's definitely, definitely been a journey for us. And, you know, really our, our name is about the journey endeavor. It's about pursuing your goals and your aspirations. We don't really have an exit strategy. The group of us are kind of cut from a very similar cloth. We work hard. We enjoy, you know, all the, the successes that we have, but we're, we're just never satisfied. So, yeah, it's been 10 years and learned a lot and yeah like I said it was we didn't really predict how people would use utilize our technologies but there's something a little bit new every day and we're just happy to support industry
1: that's great congratulations on your success but let's talk about these technologies and especially how they relate to oil and gas and and in particular HSE
2: yeah absolutely so we started off developing different types of simulator technologies. Our first development was for snubbing. And at the time I, I didn't have any any exposure to the snubbing industry. But the more and more we dealt with, you know, with certain companies and you know exactly what they did, we just have huge respect for the snubbing industry now. You know, over the past decade, you know, the technologies for, for snubbing, it has gone safer. Companies are Kind of enabling different types of technologies to be more proficient and ultimately more safe in their operations. But yeah, really, that's kind of how it started for us. We were an engineering service provider. We did different type of engineering projects, developed downhole tools and in different types of rig equipment. So that was around 2011 that we we started up the company and we're doing these types of engineering service development work in alberta you know in 2011 2012 you know price of oil was you know going through the roof there there weren't enough skilled laborers and and workers to fill the demand of, of rigs and oil and gas services so we we were invited to be a part of a cohort to develop the next generation of training so we were doing a lot of Different types of simulation type work, and when I say simulation, it was kind of validating engineering designs. So putting force and and strain on different kind of components, and kind of validating that it would stand up, you know, to the demands out in the field. So you know that's kind of where where we were very engineering centric, validating designs. And then the federal and provincial government in Canada and Alberta wanted to develop better training programs. There was a foreign worker program where Alberta was, you know, reaching out to different regions in the world to bring over oil and gas workers, primarily for the oil sands, but also for drilling in different types of operations. So that was successful. It kind of filled the gap with the, the need of, of skilled laborers and workers because, you know, Alberta doesn't have a, a huge population. We're just under four million people here. So, you know, that was good. We filled the gap. but You know, language was kind of an issue for some workers. It contributed to, you know, some inefficiencies and a few, you know, different types of industries and and mishaps.
1: Well, let's back up just a minute here because probably most of our audience isn't familiar with snubbing. Fill us in on that. Yeah, sure. So, So snubbing is an
2: operation when the well is producing, but there might be a problem in the hole. You need to do an intervention type service. So essentially, you know, just going to a depth, setting a tool or cleaning it out or or milling something. In some cases, you can isolate a a zone. A producing well might have a different type of hydrocarbon that you want to extract from the ground. So snubbing will come in and, and perform those services. But the key part of snubbing is it's done in a live well condition. So you can kind of imagine, you know, a lot of pressure you know, the gas is flowing. So what snubbing does, it it goes on top of that, that well and forces pipe down under this pressure under live conditions. So it's huge respect for that industry, but it also has the potential to be somewhat dangerous.
1: Yeah, sounds like it. So you develop engineering programs or you develop simulators that would help predict or offset some of the safety concerns?
2: Yeah, so initially, it's basically like a flight simulator. So in order to, you know, fly an airplane, you, you get in a, a video game experience, you want it as realistic as possible, and then go through a couple different run throughs of what that job could entail, you know, to, in some cases, knock off the rust, have a refresher, but kind of to maintain your confidence in, in a safe virtual environment prior to going on site.
1: Okay, so by training on a simulator, that sort of replicates the real world event. But like you use the analogy of the flight simulators, you can actually practice before you get out there and are actually flying the plane, huh?
2: Exactly. The aviation industry is is fairly you know a mature industry in terms of incorporating simulators or, or different types of simulations. So really, that was kind of our. Focus to see what the, in industry like the aviation industry, how they have utilized simulations and, you know, derive some of the key features that the, the airline industry did and try to incorporate that in the oil and gas industry.
1: So one specific simulator that you guys have is a simulator for well control training?
2: Yeah, absolutely. A lot of companies, they need their H2S Pick it up in Canada, first aid, and then your well control certificate. So with well control certificate, industry is mandated to have, you know, several hours within their, their two year course to conduct on a simulator. And then there's a lot of testing to kind of validate the theoretical and practical knowledge. And yeah, that gets refreshed, refreshed every two years through IADC, International Association of well, Drilling Contractors, contractors right? or IWCF, which is the UK, they're both global associations, but we support both those well control associations.
1: So, what Endeavor Technologies has done is you've engineered and developed these simulators.
2: Yeah, we yeah, it took a lot of work, and you know, we're we're still developing. I think we contribute approximately 10,000 lines of code to our mathematical model on a monthly basis. So the, it's always evolving. The technologies we use, there's a new iteration of it every year or every quarter. It's actually quite fascinating to see how quickly technology is being adopted. And yeah, so we, we try to maintain and refresh our code relatively frequently. But yeah, most of our development was focused on the, the accuracy of the downhole model.
1: Wow. So your background in in oil and gas, I guess, is what has prepared you for this. What's your degree in?
2: Mechanical engineering.
1: I should have known. Ask another question (laughs) I didn't know the answer to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, love that program. You know, really, it it was very helpful in my career. You know, I cut my teeth in in Alberta. I was designing a lot of oil field equipment, but mostly for, for the drilling industry.
1: Okay. So you guys are located in Calgary.
2: We are, but we're proud to announce that we did open up a location in Houston. Oh, really? When? We haven't done our grand opening yet just due to the COVID and all the protocols, but we will be doing our grand opening probably late
1: July, early August, maybe around OTC. Oh, perfect. Perfect timing for that. Congratulations. Okay. Well, that actually brings me, there was a reason. And again, see, I should have known you were opening up an office in Houston, you know, but I'm thinking about these, these simulators. And so I want to train my people. Do I have to send them to either Calgary or Houston?
2: Absolutely not. So I ah, see, I did ask a good question. <laughs> that that was a great and topical question. <laughs> so yeah, really. For when it was nuts, I was actually in Galveston at a IEDC conference right before the the lockdown happened. I guess it would have been March or late February. I was in Galveston for that conference. So we in 2017 we developed you know our, our simulators that you, you think about traditional simulators, you know they're they're big, you know video walls and it's it's really big and immersive, which you know we we have two in our our brand new center that companies can pay to use it when they want to use it rather than, you know, spending, you know, a few million dollars to set up a brand new facility. But yeah, in in 2017, we took all of our code in our, some of our software innovations and then worked with some global cloud companies to enable our technology to, to run on the cloud. So in 2017, it was a little bit too early to really release those types of innovations to the oil and gas industry but then kind of fast forward to 2020 when covid hit and a lot of the training centers they had to shut down you couldn't do any in person training so luckily we had a few years of development for cloud solutions where you know it's it's the hardware or device agnostic so really you can use a old iphone or ipad or you know, dust off your old laptop. And as long as you have an internet connection, you could stream all of our assets online with the the same level of accuracy as, you know, our, our large hardware simulators. So yeah, in, yeah, I guess it would be May. Yeah. I guess about a year ago now, IEDC launched a program it was called IEDC WellSharp Live, where you could provide remote instruction via our platform and our online simulator technology So training continued just online. So huge kudos to IDC and all the training centers globally to really learn a new technology, get comfortable with online training. And yeah, for it's still running today. And a lot of, you know, you you can't replace all the nuances of of face-to-face learning and training, but this was, you know, a pretty good stopgap at the time during COVID. But now a lot of training centers and students kind of like the freedom and flexibility to either train at their own pace or train out of their home and have remote instruction or remote instructors kind of tie into to different, you know, well-controlled classes or well-controlled simulations and, you know, industry, it was a big change, but industry adopted relatively quickly. And yeah, it's still going on today.
1: So that has to be a huge advantage, and yeah, we didn't really maybe recognize some of the benefits of remote versus being in a in a training center, but you know, of course COVID made it necessary at least for the last year, but we've actually learned there can be some efficiencies to it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're what we're finding is it'll probably be kind of a, a hybrid approach. It is good to to use our simulator online and get comfortable, but you know the The instructors that that we deal with globally, there's just something about, you know, being in someone's presence, you know, understanding the human factors. And a lot of the well-controlled training, there's a ton of content and ton of teaching that goes on in a a 40-hour, five-day course. So, and there's a lot of empathy by the instructors to cram in this amount of information and, you know, a lot of one-on-one learning. And the human element, And I think... You know, a lot of the companies that we talk to, there is that missing element of just being kneecap to kneecap and and learning and understanding. But there are benefits with the online component, too. So we're very happy to support both types of deliveries.
1: But one way or the other, training based on actual rig conditions and downhole parameters that you encounter while drilling a, a well Rather than bringing a bunch of greenhorns, which is the way it always was in the past, you know, you you bring a bunch of greenhorns out on the rig, and you hope they don't screw up, you know, and and create a create a significant event. This is a tremendous training tool, as far as an aid to you know contributing to the safety records out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And every company is different with their policies and their operational procedures, but. You know, some people want to get their, their hands on the control and, and try things out. <laughs> you know, there is definitely learning curves with, you know, just, you know, having your hands on the controls. And I mean, it's thousands of horsepower. <laughs> like there there's a, a, a ton of equipment. It's heavy. It's very powerful. Yeah. Eliminating some of the wear and tear through the learning curve, just virtually, it it isn't hundred percent realistic but it's close enough to prevent some damages in equipment and and injuries when you are learning to conduct through some different types of operations really what we're finding now is you know we're just kind of scratching the surface with the types of use cases that you can be trained on you know from you know HSE perspective operating perspective but the reality is that a lot of the, the easy, well conditions or the easy reservoirs to access like those are gone so you know service companies joint contractors operators they've had to be really creative to to go through a tight well condition or an extended reach with maybe high temperature conditions you know just the geometry of some of these wells it's a very small margin of error to access you know this oil and gas underneath the ground so you know luckily for us we do have a program that is hyper realistic. We're at ninety-eight point nine percent accuracy of the downhole conditions. And you know, our, our computer science is, is fairly current. So if there is, you know, a, a fairly gnarly well to to operate, you know, we, we can simulate that with a high level of accuracy.
1: Okay. So Brad, you mentioned an association with International Association of Drilling Contractors, IADC. These programs that you offer through IADC. Do these have any kind of certifications that come with them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you, you do get your well control certificate. Once every two years, you need to, to go to an authorized training center. We're one of a few seam companies that offer seam letters to conduct that level of training. So the online portion is called WellSharp Live. IEDC just launched a new development called Crew, and that's for continuing professional development. So you have access to different types of content providers, different types of multimedia to keep on your learnings throughout that two-year program. And that's knowledge, retention, and educating for our workforce. And that became live May 1st as well, and we're we're happy to support that. And yeah, IEDC has been been very progressive with adopting different types of technologies for the new generation of workers and knocking off the rust for the experienced hands for for their well control certificates as well.
1: Well, I just think this is tremendous information for an HSE podcast. And, and Brad, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been extremely informative and interesting. We will be sure to include your LinkedIn contact information and Endeavor's website in the show notes. So anyone listening can can contact you directly. And I wanna thank everyone for listening. And again, remind you, this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find a link to in the show notes as well, and register for our monthly giveaway there. Also, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and that contact info you can find in the show notes as well. Finally, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info, where you can message me. Please let me know what you are enjoying about the show and suggestions for content you might like to hear. Also, if you are looking for a speaker for a conference or meeting, you can contact me about having one from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and myself. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Enderson Hauser's Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Enderson Hauser is your reliable U.S. and international-based partner for measurement instrumentation services and solutions. We are your people for process automation. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. And now here's Savannah. We'll see you next time.
0: Hey everybody, it's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for June 2021. This month we have six events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events that I talk about here. We even include events that occurred two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. This month, OGGN will be hosting two events, one is online and one is in person. For our online event, we're hosting a live stream titled Deal Value Creation, M&A and ONG. This is gonna be on June the 2nd. And for our in-person event, we're relaunching our happy hours. It's been far too long since we had a good happy hour, so I'm sure plenty of you will be excited to hear that our next happy hour will be at the Cannon in Houston, Texas on June 24th. At this event, you'll be able to meet some of OGGN's hosts and network with other oil and gas industry professionals all while enjoying great food and drinks. We hope to see you there. Other than OGGN's events, we have two in-person and two online events. First up, we have our two in-person events, which are the Energy Capital Conference on June 2nd at the Omni Houston Hotel and the U.S. Police and Fire Championships from June 10th to the 21st. The Police and Fire Championships will be hosted in multiple locations, so make sure to check out our events newsletter for more information about that. Next, we have our two online events, the first being the Post-Industrial Summit Series. This event actually started on May 4th, but it'll be ending later this month on June 22nd, so there's still plenty to see. And our second online event is the Big Data Industry Summit from June 9th to 10th. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for June. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.